This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back to Real Presence Live, a special broadcast on location from Crux Coffee in the lobby of St. Paul's Newman Center here in Fargo, North Dakota, right on the corner of 12th and University. And uh, if you come by today and uh, mention Real Presence Radio, we'll get a dollar off any drink at Crux Coffee. So come in, see the place, come visit it. We'd love to see you here. Um, so in our, in our first hour, we had the real privilege of talking to uh, Edward Habsburg, who uh, is an Archduke, which I'm still just kind of blown away that uh, I got to talk to an Archduke this morning. I was uh, really fun. Uh, but he had a great book and talked a lot about, um, you know, seven different rules of life from his family. And um, and, and really the culture, this ex- this notion of extended culture. I mean, 800-year history in Hungary uh, of his family and, and how they governed and ruled and things that we can draw from that. And, and in the next segment after that, we, uh, we talked to the pastor of St. Paul's Newman Center, Father James Cheney about uh, the Newman Center itself and the new building and the capital campaign and just all the lives that have been transformed uh, throughout the years from this Newman Center. Uh, and in our last segment, we're privileged to have two of our focus missionaries with us, Aaron, uh, um, Aaron Filzen and Fabiola Gonzalez. And uh, they talked about the work of evangelization and the importance of evangelization to every baptized Catholic, that every one of us has the responsibility to evangelize, to spread that good news to those that we meet. Um, in this last segment, uh, we're very excited to have two of our students joining us uh, on air. So we have Chloe Kramer and Zeb Willer joining, and they're, they're uh, two students here at the Newman Center. So good morning, guys. Uh, thanks for being with us. Morning. Thanks good for morning. having me. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So you guys uh, are quite involved with Bison Catholic here at the Newman Center. Uh, you're each peer ministers. Uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about what peer ministry is and uh, what that experience has been like for you this year. Yeah, peer ministry is where we get to run our own ministries to really encounter students that come into our doors and be like the people who get to welcome them and bring the hospitality and get them plugged into events. We get to run events and run our different ministries to really like evangelize the campus. So that experience has been extremely fulfilling for me. It has been this really great way for me to get plugged into mission in a unique way and bring my own talents to it. So it's been great. Yeah, and Chloe, what what are some of the your personal apostolates and, and call? Uh, what is the Lord calling you to do? Yeah, right now the Lord is really calling me to step into the messiness of pro-life ministry. Um, it has been such a joy. Um, I also get to run events related to pro-life ministry, encounter women on campus, and minister to women in unexpected pregnancies. Yeah, and I, I always love the story. I'm going to bring it up because you had the privilege of being in a very historic location at a very historic time uh, last summer. Tell us about that. I did. I did. June 24th, 2022. I'm sure some people might recognize the date. Um, some of you were at home and remember watching the news. I got to be at the Supreme Court the moment that Roe versus Wade was overturned. Um, it was easily one of the coolest moments of my life, I will say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm sure very inspiring for you to continue in that pro-life work. Yeah, it's been really inspiring in this following year after the moment that that happened to feel that unique call on my life to keep entering into pro-life ministry following the overturn of Roe. It's yeah. been awesome. Awesome. All right, Zeb, what about you? Uh, you're, you've been a peer minister this year. Uh, what's that been like for you? It's been really good. I feel like coming out of last year, just hadn't had many, like, jobs in college just here and there jobs and I just felt last spring a call to 
really serve my peers and everything in a bigger way and went into Nathan's office and kind of just went from there and now I've just had a great year being able to serve others, watch my peers grow in their own leadership roles and it's just been great to be able to serve the NDSU campus. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, um, can you guys tell us just a little bit about your, uh, I don't know, your faith journey to, to get to the Newman Center? I mean, a lot of people have their um, their story of entering the doors of the Newman Center for the first time. I know, I think when both of you guys were here, when you guys first came, it was the, the, the office complex that we were still at, right? It wasn't quite this mm -hmm. this majestic building that we have on the corner here, but we were at a, a temporary facility between the old Newman and this Newman Center. So can you maybe explain a little bit about your story and what brought you to the Newman Center? And Yeah. Yeah, for myself, I was raised Catholic my whole life, going to church every Sunday, receiving the sacraments. And so when I toured NDSU, where both my parents went, they made sure that I knew exactly where the Newman Center was. And I remember my mom brought me to the Newman Center, walked in, was greeted by Brian Wilburn. I just kind of remember thinking, yeah, I'm probably not going to come here very often. I'm going to enjoy <laughs> college. And then just slowly throughout the year, went to church every Sunday and got my roommate involved with going to church. And then he got more involved in Bison Catholic, and actually through that, he got me more involved, and it just really grew from there. Just the friendships and the encounters that you can have at the Newman Center just really change your life when you give it a chance. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my personal journey to the Newman Center started my senior year in high school when I was trying to discern where to go to college and what to do. Um, at that time, I had felt my call to pro-life ministry, for example, and I was really looking for a place to be able to step into that call and that mission. So I toured one school and applied to one school because I came here and I felt this overwhelming peace that I could come and experience that community. I remember touring the Newman Center and meeting people from it and just could, I could feel their joy. I could feel how much they really loved Jesus and how they had my best interest at heart. So I met a couple of focus missionaries and a couple of some other students, um, some people who ran Bible studies and I joined. And from there, um, I just kept showing up and I let Jesus really change my life through this place. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. With, the, with the new building coming up, um, I guess, did you guys notice like an impact of, of students and the, and the hearts that, that are coming through, especially as peer ministers, the encounter that, that students are have coming into here? Yeah, I'm so impressed by the numbers that I see of people just always around, um, <laughs> entering into the sacraments, coming to events. It has been really cool to see how many people have really been making this space their own. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, a lot of people coming in the door here and lives being transformed, we've talked a lot about that through, through these last, you know, uh, few segments, that lives get transformed when they encounter the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, you know, I, I, I want to offer an encouragement to anybody listening right now, because I think we have a lot of parents and grandparents that are listening, especially at, at this hour. A lot of the high schoolers are probably in school, so they're not probably listening to us right now. But I would just want to encourage each of you as a parent or grandparent that to really encourage those children of yours, whether they're your sons or daughters or grandchildren, to find the Newman Center. And and just like, you know, our missionaries uh, mentioned prior to this, like, accompany them to here. You know, and Zeb, you, you had mentioned that, you know, your parents showed you the Newman Center. I can't stress that enough because the first two weeks uh, of campus in the fall at the beginning of the semester, 
are the critical two weeks for the whole year. Statistics have shown that after two weeks, college students will have made their commitments for the entire year. So whatever they encountered in terms of student groups or organizations, friend groups, social circles, whatever have you, after those first two weeks, they're more or less set for the rest of the year. And so really, uh, you know, encourage and accompany your young college student, uh, whether it's their freshman year, sophomore year, take them to the Newman Center, whether it's this campus, whether it's another campus at another college, wherever it's at, and get them plugged in, connected. It's, uh, it's not uh, something that they're going to ever regret is being part of the Newman Center. Um, would you guys say that you've had fun at the Newman Center? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think Welcome Week, I look forward to just about every year playing some volleyball and eating some watermelon with yeah. over 100 other students yeah. and just the events throughout the year. It's a great way to spend your school year. Yeah, no, I think uh, Welcome Week is just such, like you were saying, the first yeah. two weeks of a college student's life is just such an important impact. I remember my first, uh, like I said uh, earlier in the in the show, I, I came here, I was here two, three years ago as a student, and uh, my freshman year, I, I came, and the first Sunday, I remember I didn't go to Mass, and I told my dad that I did, and then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then I came to the, to all the Welcome Week events I had, and I was able to go to confession because I was invited to by students. And I, I don't think that if I didn't go to those uh, those first two weeks of Welcome Weeks of events, I don't think I'd be in, in such a good place that I am in now. So, yeah, it's, it's so important to get them to the, these events because, you know, we're not just weird Catholics. We know how to have fun. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I would even add that the life in Christ and lived in Christ with other people who have a relationship with him is actually the most fun you're ever going to have. Um, I, I think the world definitely paints this picture that you know you have to you have to like go out to bars and parties and things like that if you're going to have a good time and it's just not the case because we had uh, this this past uh, Saturday evening into Sunday morning after the Easter vigil mass I would say we had maybe close to 50 students that uh, stuck around and we had an after party here at the Newman Center and. It was so joy-filled in that room. And we just said it was potluck style. We set out food, and uh, people had food and drinks, and they just had a great time toasting in the Easter season. And there were students that said they didn't go home until about 4.30 in the morning yeah, because they were enjoying each other's company. Were you one of those? Then? Yeah, it was, we were having fun all the way up until 4.30, and it was a fun drive home the next day. Yeah, yeah, for a family Easter dinner yeah. and all of that, a little bleary-eyed, but full of life, right? Mm -hmm. And that's... Uh, that's the, the beauty of a Newman Center like this one especially is that there's so much joy in life and that when you encounter it, uh, wow, it's just there's nothing like it you've ever experienced. So, yeah, are there any high moments that you guys have experienced in your years here where you just something that sticks out as very notable to you? Yeah, I would say some of those moments where people just tend to gather after mass or before or have an event afterwards where they just go and hang out those are some of the best moments i've ever had in my life is just like talking with these people about life and encountering their love for jesus has totally changed my life through those ordinary moments where you can see jesus's love shine through yeah yeah i'd say even what you just referenced to this past weekend just seeing those groups of people there at the easter vigil one of my best friends was just confirmed this weekend but Amongst the Newman Center, like new people being confirmed, there was masses of pews just reserved for them. And it was just amazing to see the support and true friendships that you can grow through the Newman Center. Yeah. The word that comes to my mind is hope. 
There's such a great hope uh, for the future of the church. And even as kind of the world crumbles around us and it feels like it's a darkness is encroaching, if, if I could just uh, bring every listener into this place and see the great hope that's being generated here, I, I, I would do that in a heartbeat because there is so much good hope um, coming that. So uh, after our, our next break, we'll, we'll end our, our show today by talking a little bit more about life after college and what that looks like for you guys. So uh, thanks for being with us here th- today, this morning on Real Presence Live. I am your guest co-host, Nathan Carr, along with Matt O'Reilly, and we'll be back very shortly uh, to conclude our show this morning. Thanks for being with us. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. uh, Seven years ago, my wife and I and four of our kids, um, one, well, five of our kids, one was still inside uh, Mama at the time. We felt something was missing in our in our faith life, in our in our church, where we were, and we went through a period of kind of being in the wilderness. Over that period of searching, God led us to uh, to St. Mary's, and we began a journey of conversion. Uh, went through RCIA here at the Cathedral Parish, and uh, there was no turning back once once we went down that road. And and I, I tell lots of people that. What If you are a devout Christian and you begin this process with an open mind to learn what the Catholic Church has to say about herself, uh, it will be hard to resist her. And, uh, and we found that to be the case, and we have been thrilled and exuberant Catholics ever since. Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com. Find Catholic news you can trust, information about events coming up in the local area, and the latest on what's happening at the RPR Network. And don't forget that you can listen to any of our stations around the clock from anywhere in the world. Need prayers for someone or something in your life? You can submit those through our online form for the entire family to pray for. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. Online at realpresenceradio.com. For centuries, healthcare has been central to the healing ministry of the church. Today's technologies offer exciting possibilities, but also serious moral questions. More than ever, we need healthcare leaders who serve with integrity and conviction. The University of Mary answers the call to prepare leaders anchored in moral courage in a breathtaking range of programs from bioethics to nursing. Visit catholicprofessional.life. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm your co-host, guest co-host, Matt O'Reilly, and I'm here with Nathan Carr, and we're joined by two students here at the here at the Newman Center. We're uh, right outside Crux Coffee in the lobby of the Newman Center, located on... 12th and University, right across the street from North Dakota State University. And yeah, we for the first half of this interview, we kind of talked about um, the impact that the Newman Center had on your guys' lives and what it's doing to students here at the Newman Center and what you guys witnessed for that. Um, but yeah, we want to talk a little bit about um, life after college for you, because college is it's such a brief time in a person's life, four or five years maybe, maybe six years if you're um, really going at it. But um, 
What are your guys' plans for, for after college, and how do you see the Newman Center um, making an impact in the rest of your life? Well, I plan to work full-time in pro-life ministry, but two short years ago, I would have told you that I was going to be a brain surgeon. So I think that's sort of a testament to how the Newman Center has changed my plans. But in the best way possible, I had this sort of like taste of what it's like to really, truly make a difference and encounter people and serve others. And I basically never want to stop. So that's sort of my plans. Yeah, no, like I said, freshman year, all my only involvement was really going to church on Sundays. And it kind of reflected I came into college just looking for a business management degree, some way to make money, no really career goal. But then kind of as it switched and I got more involved, I realized more I'm not interested in business. And I chose more uh, education career path. And now I'm going for math education and just looking forward to what that brings. And I recently got engaged with somebody who I spent a lot of time with at the Newman Center. So just seeing where our family life goes and how that works in my education degree and just ready to watch all that happen. Yeah, that's amazing. And and it's kind of the privileged position that those of us get that are working in ministry get to see is as those vocations start to happen, the relationships grow and then the joy that comes. I'll never forget, uh, it was a few weeks ago when you guys got engaged, right? Yeah. Uh, we were getting ready for our Sunday night meal afterwards and uh, the energy level on a turn of a dime went up about like 10 notches and uh, everyone was super excited. And I'm like, all right, something happened. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, sure enough, there was an engagement. So getting to see that kind of joy and excitement in, in your guys' lives. I think that's uh, just such a privilege for, for those of us that uh, get to work here. So Yeah, congratulations. On your thank, you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what would you guys say to someone who's trying to decide uh, what college to go to? Would you uh, recommend them uh, having a Newman Center, wherever, wherever they're at, uh, be a part of that discernment? Yeah, so... Once again, just going back to my freshman year, it was just, I wasn't involved in like the greatest areas that you can be in college. Like I was drinking and more video games all day and just not really as invested in my studies. And just through my roommate, who is now a seminarian, uh, he just helped me flip my uh, orientation of college. He helped me flip it towards the Newman Center and all the joys that it brought here. And it just really transforms how you view life and how you view college and really changes your goals and what joys you get out of life. And it's a huge step, I think, in just growing up and living a happy life for God. Yeah. What about you, Chloe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that just like being here um, has strengthened my call to mission. So if I were to talk to a new student who was coming to a campus, for example, um, casual plug, but you you should come to NDSU because we're awesome. But if you're considering going to college, I would say 100% come to a Newman Center because having that community has totally equipped me and given me tools to be sent out to go into lifelong Catholic mission. And you need that community behind you. Um, we're not meant to do this alone, so I would highly recommend it. Yeah, and, and I think as I reflect on um, the Catholic colleges in the country, I mean, there's there's definitely some good ones. We're privileged in North Dakota to have the University of Mary uh, over in Bismarck, and that's a great Catholic college and impacting a lot of lives. I think of uh, Benedictine College in Atchison, Kansas, um, you know, uh, Steubenville in Ohio, and there's, there's you know, uh, probably a short list of other really good ones as well. 
But what I think people don't often think about is the impact of a really great Newman Center and what that will have on their college experience. And those Newman Centers, more often than not, exist on uh, secular campuses. So your state universities and things like that. And, and, and oftentimes, uh, I've heard so many testimonies, and, and my own life has been impacted in such a way that uh, my, my Catholic faith grew in a, you know, a, a measure and a degree that it never would have in any other place but for the Newman Center. And while I came to school, uh, I came and studied microbiology and was going to go into research, but just like you both have echoed and um, you know, our focus missionaries before you have echoed, once your life gets transformed by Jesus Christ and that encounter with him, everything changes. What you want to do with your life changes. The priorities that you've set out for your life changes. You know, I wanted to be a, a, a great famous researcher, you know, you know, on the forefront of the next great scientific discovery. But what I really came to find out that my greater joy was going to be found in a life in Christ, which eventually led me to the vocation of marriage. And now, I mean, I, I'm living the dream. I mean, surrounded by five kids at home, and it's just amazing uh, to live that. And, and I see that same thing happening in, in uh, all of your lives as well as, as we watch this, you know, wow, okay, I've encountered Jesus. And then wow, there's this life before me that's, um, that's really set out and it's going to be amazing. Yeah, no, I think a lot of people do. They come, they come to college and they um, set out with this, this career goal that they're going to get and they're going to um, go out and have this massive career, be a famous researcher, be a famous business mo- uh, mogul um, and do all these great things. But then they come to the Newman Center, they encounter Christ and they realize that their life is more than just their career. It's you know, their life, it's their relationship with Jesus and the, the people around them and their relationships. So um, that's something I think the, the Newman Center, and it's a testament to see that all the um, Bible studies and everything that we have here, how many students actually do desire that and um, what they're getting from, from these encounters with Christ. Yeah, and I think, you know, something that, that comes to my mind then is it doesn't even necessarily preclude uh, someone from being successful in their life. And in fact, a life in Christ, sometimes he'll lead people into a really successful career. But what has changed is their ability to contribute, right? When, when we had Father Cheney on a little earlier, he talked to the uh, uh, you know, just outpouring of generosity that people have shown this Newman Center and the students here and helping build this new, new facility and funding the ministries. And that comes from their great success, right? They've had a lot of great career success. And it's an amazing thing because then they generously contributed it. And I think that's just something to really underscore that whatever God has given to us to steward, that we're to do so courageously and generously, no matter where he calls us to. And when we do that, it's been a theme of, of you know, this episode and, um, you know, all the segments that we've had is that joy breaks through, that human flourishing breaks through when, when we have people you know, governing well and, and stewarding what God has entrusted them well. So, you know, that would be, you know, my exhortation to all of our dear listeners is be generous and courageous with the Lord in your life, whatever, big or small, whatever he's calling you to, because joy is going to be found there and human flourishing will be found there and, and a great Catholic culture will sort of respring out of all of that. So, um, well, I, I really appreciate all of you uh, being with us. Us today. Thank you to Zeb and Chloe for joining us in this segment. Um, I appreciate uh, the gift of your life to, to each one of us and just ask all our listeners to pray for them and for all of our students as they uh, seek what the Lord is calling them to do. Yes, thanks for having us. Yeah, you yeah, bet. Thank you.
On the next Real Presence Live, Thursday, from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, Brad Gray and Janine Bitson are your hosts, coming to you live from the Fargo studio. He'll be speaking with Joe Rutten about the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity and the Faith and Business Conference in Sioux Falls. And Sister Alicia Torres will be speaking about the National Eucharistic Revival. All this and more is coming on the next Real Presence Live, Thursday, from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Well, Matt, it's been a been a fun occasion uh, hosting the radio live. Normally, we're uh, behind the podcast mic doing this, but um, you know, we got to be live on air today. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. Especially, yeah, I still can't get over uh, um, talking to an archduke, and that was just a ton of fun and hearing about his seven rules of life. Um, it's just yeah, the 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 rules that he had and just the the Habsburg way as he called yeah. it because that's a, a how inspiring would it be to have family members who you know kind of inspire that in your life because I know a lot of us I feel like uh, especially coming through the Newman Center they might come from like broken families and um, to hear his family and the inspiration they had as, as Catholics throughout. Um, their whole heritage it's it, yeah it, it was super impactful yeah and it, I, I noticed this that. in my my own family too as I'm trying to raise these kids in an increasingly secular world and trying to instill within them the Catholic faith and a sense of Catholic culture it's very encouraging uh, to me to hear a story like that that it is possible but it's going to take commitment it's going to take sacrifice and it's going to take living uh, living to some pretty set principles in your life and not wavering from them so I think there's a lot of wisdom in what he what he had to say and I would just encourage all the listeners out there to uh, check out his book and um, give it a thorough read because I think it's going to be uh, a really good uh, guidepost and, and roadmap for us as we try to raise up the next generation of Catholics to go out there just like the apostles did and uh, preach the gospel to all nations, making disciples, and uh, bringing people into the church, transforming culture. So it's yeah, been no, a lot of fun. It really is amazing, especially yeah, when we heard from the, the missionaries, the students here, Father Cheney, and yeah. just the impact the Newman Center is having and trying. I feel like the Newman Center does incorporate those those seven rules that Habsburg was talking about, um, uh, just in the in our, in our way that we, we do here, just to kind of encourage that amongst students. And like we said, we see a lot of um, great marriages come out of the Newman Center. And, yeah. Um, yeah, and just great t great talks that I think incorporate those well here at the Minnesota. Yeah, definitely. Well, if you want to hear more from Matt and I, you can always check out our podcast, Iron Sharpens Iron. Uh, it can be uh, accessed anywhere podcasts are podcasts are distributed, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, uh, but we talk about all sorts of different issues uh, of the Catholic faith, and uh, we just are very grateful for being able to be with you all uh, this morning and uh, be on Real Presence Live, so thanks so much for staying with us over the course of these last two hours, and may God bless your Easter season. Thank you, and uh, grace and peace to all of you. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.